And I think that's why we get along. Yeah. Because we like to we like to we like to make the little things fun. How did we meet? Tell us tell the people how we yes, how did we meet? Would, how do we know each I other? I would love to. So we both are it's still ongoing, but yeah. the New York Queer Comedy Festival. Yes. We, when was that? Back in May. May. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We were on the first round together. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I remember you walking in with your like sequined rainbow jacket. Yeah. And I was like, I want to be his friend. <laughs> I want to be his friend. Yeah. And it was so cool because you were the only musical comic mm-hmm. on the lineup. Yeah. And the rest of us were just doing like, mm-hmm. you know. Straight stand but you up, had but everybody fine. was talking about your um, Jennifer Coolidge. Yes, I do a Jennifer Jennifer yeah. Coolidge impression. Which I, I I at that show we were all in like the green room. Yes, and so we weren't seeing each other perform. Yes, that's an issue. It's a big issue because <laughs> we were like, oh, I'm sure you did great. Yeah, yeah. and you know we're all uh, we've all got imposter syndrome. Yeah, so we go out there and we're like, oh, we sucked. Yeah. <laughs> And we're like, I don't know how we did. Yeah. And we come back. And yeah, that was kind of a bummer that we didn't get to actually see each other's set. But I will say some people, I think, did skip the green room and go sit yeah, I was in too the scared. regular room. But I think those people missed out on lifelong friendships. Exactly. <laughs> it was like bond or see performances. Yeah. And you're like bond now and then you'll see their performances yeah, later. Yeah, because we'll go to each other's shows exactly. and everything. Yeah, totally. And so you do comedy. Um, how long have you been doing yes. comedy? So has it been like a lifelong thing or is it something that you picked up yeah. later so in that's life actually at 24? <laughs> a very interesting story. Okay. So pure comedy I didn't actually, I started with improv. Okay. Um, I'm on an improv team, Plonko, at Plonko Plug Improv. It. Yeah. Um, and so I started doing improv with UCB um, January of 2021. So started okay. online, um, but we'll rewind there. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm initially, I'm from Michigan, mm-hmm. like a small town in Michigan, White Lake, Michigan. Uh, but I was a theater kid growing up. So I started doing community theater Mm -hmm. in like fourth grade. Always, always loved to make people laugh. Like I was doing little bits and characters for my parents. I saw your your mom posted something recently and you like reshared it. I well actually I she's got her Facebook is a gold mine. My mom's Facebook is a yeah. Mm -hmm. So I actually went and I like re. I screen recorded <laughs> one of her old posts and yeah. reposted it. But I was always doing things to make people laugh. Yeah. And I always dreamed of being an actress, probably comedic roles for like a brief, brief period of time. I mm-hmm. had an agent when I was in like fifth grade. Nothing oh, really, really happened with it. That's yeah. Cool. Yeah. It was kind of, it was expensive in Michigan. And yeah. Mm-hmm. That was when they were like kind of, Oh, Detroit's going to be the next yeah. film center. And it was difficult to kind of just keep the momentum going. Uh, but in high school I did most of the plays, all the musicals mm-hmm. was in choir, um, loved it, but I was also really academically, driven and really good at school that makes one of us yeah and (laughs) hey i didn't really i was good at it but i was so stressed i was putting so much yeah pressure on myself and for some reason it's so funny my mom and dad 
would always, my brother was this way too. And they didn't really put a lot of stress on us academically. But for some reason, we were like, we have to get yeah. straight A's. We have to get a 4.0. And so I ended up going to the University of Michigan. And I graduated a semester early, December 2020. Okay. Studied political science there. Mm -hmm. um, and minored in law, justice, and social change, which is wow. a sociology minor. Yeah. And I was dead set on going to law school. And... I was really stressed. I was trying to study for the LSAT when, so this would be 2020, like peak COVID. Mm -hmm. uh, I was planning on taking it online that summer. Yeah. And I was so stressed out. I wasn't like, I wasn't happy. Uh, I was taking an acting class actually at that time, like for non-majors mm -hmm. um, at Michigan. And I kind of decided I wanted to move to New York City and yeah. I'll take my gap year there so i actually was a paralegal when i first moved here yeah. hated it hate hated hate it that hated it yeah but at the same time yeah i'd always been like a diehard snl fan yeah always watched it um and i started to just go to a lot of stand-up shows primarily yeah and i was at the cellar all the time and was like wait why why can't I do this? I yeah. can do this. This is a very tangible thing to do to do here. Yeah. So started with improv and then I started doing stand up last last summer. Last summer. So it's been over a year. Yes. So yes, yeah. about yeah, in improv like a year and a half. Yeah. Ish. But so now, you know, we both still have day jobs. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's such a funny thing like it's such a reality yeah. to have to work. Yes. <laughs> it's like, That's the title what? of the episode. <laughs> it's such a reality to have to work. Like, I literally think of this all the time. Yes. Like, there are people that I know mm. of who went to, like, like kind of like similar background to what you're talking about, yes. where they, like, have a performance background. They were in choir and yeah. drama and theater and whatever. And then they went to college for that. Yes. And then they took their 20s to, like, not, to, like, not, not work, but, like, not have, like, not, like, be, be building a whole corporate career. Totally. And, um, and then working, like, their ass off on right. their comedy. And then by, like, my, I'm 31, like, right. by, by the time they're 31, they're, like, like, I'm thinking, you know, Kat Cohen. Yes. Like, I, I don't know exactly her background and how she made everything yeah. happen, but, like, she's my age. She's right. 31. And she has really become something. Oh, yeah. Between 21 and 31. Yeah, absolutely. I think for me, the, something that I that was a challenge for me is in my 20s, I did not have the clarity or the yeah. certainty that um, performance was my calling. Sure. I... I was a performer. Yeah. I would do any talent show that would come my way. Right. At work, um, I worked at Class. Do you know Class Pass? Yes. I worked at Class Pass oh, for I five years. I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> I worked there for five years, okay, and I started yeah. doing customer service, and sure. then I was doing HR. And I actually really loved the job that I was doing yeah. in HR. I was putting on trainings, and like, okay, love there's that. an element of performing in that. Oh. Um, but I was also like the go-to MC for like the team meetings, sure. trivia nights. Like we had a big field day. We went to Montana one time. Oh, this that is actually sounds... we went to Montana yeah. one time because we had an office there. Okay. And 
Montana like university okay. is in um, what I don't know the name of the university, but I'm going to call it Montana University. That sounds it's, right to me. Yeah, it could be that. Um, and they had a football field that they allowed us to use for a field day where oh, yeah. we were doing like games like sure. on the field, a field day. And um, I was emceeing that. So I got to talk into the microphone on the football field. And you know how that football so fields fun. are like, hello, hello, yes. like that. Of course. It was like that. And it was like one of the coolest experiences. That's and really so fun. I would have like these experiences. And so it's been really interesting because as I've been performing and sure. doing musical comedy and stuff, people say like, do you have a performance background? Right. And I'm, I'm getting to a place where I just say yes. Yeah. Because it, that is what it is. Um, but like, I feel like for a while, it's taken me a little while to understand that like, you don't have to have done theater and been in choir and right. done this and that because while all those kids were doing that I had my own YouTube show right in high school exactly and there's so many different avenues to comedy to performing yeah. and I don't think that that's talked about yeah enough and I find that you know I struggle to even say like I was a theater kid yeah because then people will be like where'd you go for yeah, college right and I, I people will be like oh everybody did you know high school theater yeah. um and similarly when I meet new comics especially yeah. if I meet somebody who's like you know a little bit more established yeah I struggle to say I'm a comedian oh that's, I always yeah. put like I'm an aspiring I do comedian. comedy sometimes yeah and it's like yeah. no we gotta just own it because yeah we are doing the thing mm -hmm. and there's not a certain point or threshold where it's like you get the title you get yeah. the official title we're doing the thing yeah and there's like so much there's so many angles to mm -hmm. the judgment and fear and yes. imposter syndrome like i feel like even um probably for a lot of like people who are pursuing comedy yeah it takes a little bit to like put in your Instagram bio. Sure. I'm a comedian mm -hmm. <laughs> because when you're just starting, you're like, am I really going to say that? Like, right. Are people going to think I'm taking myself seriously? Exactly. Like, and if they think I'm taking my serious myself seriously, like what's the, what, like, am I taking myself seriously? Mm -hmm. And do I have to face that myself? Mm -hmm. And I feel like that when it comes to like life in bold, mm -hmm. standing in saying, like what you are and what you want yes is so rewarding but so challenging i completely agree mm -hmm. i think i'm finally getting oh. really comfortable with it yeah um but it is kind of funny i've noticed you know i don't often look at who unfollows <laughs> me on instagram yeah but sometimes some people have been some oh yeah <laughs> a ton of people from high school yes. college actually this is the funny thing yeah so my mom um we're very close yeah and she's very active on instagram <laughs> um and sometimes and she facebook. will and facebook yeah sometimes she will literally text me and be like i'm not gonna use names but yeah so and so from high school unfollowed you you need to unfollow them oh my god and i'm like mom why are you paying attention that much yeah Thanks, so i'm gonna unfollow by them. the way yeah i'm gonna unfollow them yeah but it's i'm it's a weird thing yeah. now where i'm kind of like if certain people and like certain like 
frat bro personas that yeah. I knew in college are unfollowing me and made me feel not like outrightly bad about being myself yeah. at any point when I knew them. Like, go ahead and unfollow me. Like, yeah. that kind of means I'm doing the right thing. Yes, yes. Um, but it is it is really, really unique. Cause, yeah. You know, my parents will even tell me they'll be at, like, the grocery store back home in Michigan. Yeah. And people will come up to them. Yeah. And be like, oh, we see Natalie's comedy. Like, what happened to law school? Oh, yeah. She got a cooler hot, like she's doing something cooler now yeah that genuinely makes me happy yeah like anyone who knew me in college i was really good at school yeah but i was so stressed i was living with like so much stress that was not necessary yeah and i wasn't happy granted i did want to if i went had gone to law school i wanted to do like sexual assault law yeah. or like um civil rights cases primarily yeah but that actually was the paralegal work that I did and it's really hard to affect change. Yeah. There's a yeah. lot of cases that should be taken on that aren't taken on, mm -hmm. you know, because hold oh, I could speak on that forever. This is now the legal the legal this now is legalese with Natalie. Yes. <laughs> um but I was like, you know, there's different ways to affect change. Yeah. And one way is it's not like culture. Yeah. And yeah. like you know, I I don't really joke about anything too deep, but yeah. you know, once you get a platform, like being on Life and Bold, hell yes, <laughs> you know, and that's that I feel like is more my my pathway. Like I still have the same passions about the same social issues that you know yeah. I had throughout college. It's just I don't want to go to law school to to yeah. to make the change, if you will. I know. Let's take a break. This episode of Life in Bold is presented by my November 3rd show at the Triad Theater. You have to come to my show. I'm doing 30 minutes of musical comedy, and it's going to be so fun. I'm actually going to be doing some songs that I've never performed before, and I'm doing that specifically to entice you to come to my show. So I hope to see you there. I think tickets are like $20. You can get them on laughwithben.com. Um, and I hope to see you there. It's going to be a blast. And we can get drinks after. And I think my parents are coming. So you should be coming too. Thank you. Okay, everyone. This episode is also sponsored by my Instagram. At Natalie Phil underscore N-A-T-A-L-I-E-F-I-L-L underscore. Unfortunately, that is my real last name. Um, I have made it a real mission to put more sketches out there, more characters. You can go check out my Jennifer Coolidge impression there. Lots of lots of good stuff. And I'm going to be being more bold with what I what I put on there. So follow me. Come check me out. These are so good. A liquid death. I remember. Um, the first time that I had liquid death. Yeah. Um, I went to, I went to GovBall when oh, yeah. I first moved here. So that was 2021. Yeah. And I was like, so, so drunk and I was so thirsty. Oh yeah. I was like from liquid death. No, <laughs> but I think I ordered three of them. I was oh like, I, ne gosh. I need, I need three of them. Yeah. And I was like, I love these things. Mm -hmm. I love a liquid death. I haven't had a ton of the flavors. Okay, I actually haven't had any of the flavors. I'm yeah, just like, there's like a lemon lime. Oh, there's like all kinds of flavors. They also have a non-sparkling one. Oh. 
which is, I think, the white one. Oh. Um, but I love Liquid Death. And if Liquid Death is watching, please sponsor us. We would love mm-hmm. to be um, a Liquid Death official podcast um, because we love you. Thank love you. you, Liquid Death. I want to know about you in high school because okay. I, um, a lot of my comedy, I yeah. find um, a lot of my comedy is about my experience being a like closeted queer person yeah. in high school. And like, I was just at actually the studio yesterday recording because I'm recording an album. That's what my ad should have been about. But like, it's okay. It'll be your next ad. Yeah. I'm recording an album and it's actually my plan is to have either at least part of it or all of it or like some of it or most of it done by my November 3rd, my November 3rd show. Okay. Amazing. I can't wait. And I'm going to have like all these songs. And one of the songs um, I can tell you now and announce is about my experience convincing myself and like trying to convince other people that I had like crushes on girls. Yes. Yes. And as a kid, like I, I don't know. Like I just, I, it was so dangerous to be gay. Like it was literally like I was worried about getting beat up and, and people have like literally been killed in recent history because of their queerness. And my, my hometown, so I'm from California, um, outside of San Francisco, which like people, there's like a little bit of a misconception sure. that like the Bay, the entire Bay Area yeah. is like like San Francisco right. where it's like extremely like gay history, gay friendly, right. like whatever. Um, I grew up like 50 minutes outside of San Francisco and there were certainly liberal people. Yeah. But also like there were people that were not like accepting of gay people. Right. And it was like the 90s, 2000s. Yep. And like I have so many experiences like um just experiencing queerness as in the closet. And like, I remember my brother, I have an older brother and he's a heterosexual older brother. Yes. And he would always like be playing football with his friends and like baseball and like watching sports and playing video games and like all these things. And I would always be like putting on circuses in the backyard and like riding my rollerblades, like, but in like a gay way and like doing my pogo (laughs) stick and like hula hoop and a skip. Do you have a skip it? No. Do you know what that is? No. This is so fun because you are so young <laughs> and the skip it is an iconic is. cultural thing from like the 90s, early 2000s. Know what that is. It was have you, it is like a, it's a thing. It's a toy. OK, it's a toy and it, it's a loop on one side. It's plastic sure. loop on one side. And then there's like kind of a rope kind of thing. Okay. And then there's a basically like a weight on the other side. Sure. And you put the loop around one ankle. This sounds dangerous thus far. Yeah. <laughs> you put the loop and it's colorful. It's like pink, blue, like sure. 90s colors toys. The danger. Yeah. And um and you would put it around and then you, you kind of like a hula hoop, you would like spin it around your leg and you would oh. skip over kind of like jump roping, hula hooping kind of thing. Yeah, that sounds really dangerous. It's really fun though. I would hurt myself. 90s toys I would say are very like they are very dangerous. Yeah. Like those I- Razor scooters not okay. Oh, I did Ever have a t- razor scooter and then had an electric one. Yeah. That's how I broke I broke my wrist no. riding one because I had recently seen Bolt, you know, the movie with the dog. Yes, yeah, with Miley Cyrus. Yes. <laughs> and my puppy, this was when I was in fifth grade and we just got her. Um, I tied her leash to, like, the front of my razor scooter oh, and was like, yeah. pull me. Yeah. And she, like, pivoted and yeah. the wheel got stuck between the grass and the sidewalk flipped over the handlebars yeah broke my wrist but you know it was 
it was cool to have a cast. But that's the cool thing about that's the cool thing about my comedy and probably yes. your literally queer comedy. Yes. Is that a lot of us had these like American like quintessential like yep. American like childhood yes where we were like in science class yeah. and like we listened to like pop culture music yep. and like we had these toys and things like that but like there was this element of like we have a shame or a secret or yeah. like something that we're not ready to tell the world or something that we don't know and my song about yeah. like having crushes on girls is like i i really think that until i was like 18 right i i truly thought i was not gay yeah i thought something was up yeah you were like hmm. <laughs> i was like i'm hoping that you know what it is is like when you're in in um in like science class and like sex ed type of yeah. classes in these classes these science teachers will say okay you're 11 years old you're 12 yep. years old you're 13 years old weird things are going to happen to your body and you're going to get hundreds of erections yeah they basically say like you're always going to be getting erections for weird reasons and you're not going to know why but you'll grow out of it yeah so for me i was like oh I, there's a, i see a hot guy and i have an erection right um i that, that's puberty <laughs> they told me i'm gonna come out normal after this that <laughs> there's just gonna be some some flukes yeah you know here <laughs> That yeah. don't mean anything. Yeah. And they like I feel like they were like, You are gonna turn out normal. And yeah. to me I was like, Oh, normal, straight. Like and I remember like I would see guys and be like attracted to them. Yeah. But because there's not you know, I, I there there was a level of sure. representation, but like not anything that I was seeing for myself that I was like, Oh, this makes sense. I I am just gay. Right. Um and so I feel like having that element to my childhood creates so much depth. Yeah. When I talk about my childhood oh, yeah. and when I tell stories and sing songs. Absolutely. So tell me about you. Yeah. Like, what What were you like? Were you popular? So, okay. That's we'll, my favorite we'll question. It. So this is such a unique question. Um, I was like, I would say there was two tiers <laughs> okay. of popularity. Yeah. And kind of just to like, to start, I am not really friends with like anybody I went to high school yeah. with anymore. Um, they would all not enjoy. I mean, I don't want to assume they wouldn't enjoy my comedy now, but yeah. would be judgy. Yeah. But so there was kind of like two groups of like popular kids. Mm. And I was very academically driven. Like I was secretary oh, yeah. of like our class council mm -hmm. i was national honor society vice president mm -hmm. and so i was popular i had a friend group that we were all pretty academically driven mm -hmm. and then there was this other group of really popular kids and they were like cool they were cool yeah there was a few but the unique thing is there was a few smart kid like i don't oh. want to say that everybody in the tier yeah. one group was dumb <laughs> yeah but not as academically driven, but a few of the smart kids. I hate even saying it that way. But, but like academically driven is right, a good way to say it. We're in that group. <laughs> yeah. So okay. we'd be friends with them in class. Yeah, I remember oh. there was this one particular guy who I was pretty good friends with in class. But then once it was outside of a class setting, he'd like wouldn't give me the time of day kind mm -hmm. of thing. And so I would say I was like mediumly yeah. popular, but even within my own friend group, 
I always felt like an outsider. Okay. Uh, what was like your friend group like? Yeah. So there was like, it was a pretty even mix of like guys and girls. Okay. Um, honestly, weren't great people <laughs> like mean, yeah. judgmental. First of all, I, but this is the academic. These are the smart kids. These are the smart kids. Yeah. Like that would be a good show if you ever write a show. I know. Like, that, that would like be the fun. kids that are like historically like the smart kids were right. not always the cool kids also. Right. Like and so I think like I know you watch Bottoms. Like, yes. Which Ugh. is so good. And you have you if you're watching this, you have to go to Natalie's Instagram. Yeah. And see I have a joke about it. Not even. a You have a full <laughs> set. Like you're like yeah. fully talking about. I'm obsessed. And if you haven't seen Bottoms, this episode is sponsored no it's not because we no, are not um we're not um scabbing no no <laughs> we were just kidding we were just joking about yeah that, that was just a joke that, that was, was just a yeah. lol moment <laughs> but if you're watching this um particularly i have a big crush on ruby cruz yeah Hazel yeah Callahan but like I feel like you could write something like that where yeah. like it's these smart kids did you ever watch like the politician no. with Ben Platt wait I have seen cl- I haven't yeah I've you've seen, seen parts yeah, of it yeah yeah that show was so funny to me because yeah. well I will say the first season was really funny to me because it was a little bit more ironic and then it got into truly like him running for right. office in New York yeah um, but like in the first season, it was Ben Platt and he had this life plan yes. to be the president of the United States yes. one day. And he had a, an entire plan of like, I'm going to do this and then I'm going to do yep. this. But it all started with being the student body president at his high school. And he had a cabinet like he had like yeah. he had his his like girlfriend was yep. like his first lady. Like she was polished and like a good reputation yeah. and whatever. And then he had like strategists and analysts like in the high school. Yeah. And I think it would be funny if you ever wrote something about like this group of like smart kids who typically were like in the eighties or nineties, yeah. like the nerds or like the, um, like the good kids. Right. But like now in what year was, what, what year was this? Like 2015 or something. Yeah. So I graduated high school 2017. Yeah. So, like so something like 2015, that, 2016. that could be a really funny concept. Yeah. Of like, um, just like, I don't know, it, we're really dramatic and like these like smart kids who are just trying to undercut each other. Yes. Or something. No, I love that. That'd be cool. Um, that's a great idea. Definitely gonna. <laughs> it's recorded. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but anyways, I also, so where I grew up, Michigan, so going to college in Ann Arbor, Ann Arbor, uh-huh. very liberal city, um, but my hometown was super, for the most part, conservative. Okay. Also, my high school was not diverse okay, at yeah, all. yeah, totally. Literally no diversity. Um, there was some. Th- yeah. Because you were queer. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> But you couldn't talk about it. I couldn't talk about it. Yeah. And I didn't even honestly realize until like end of college. Yeah. Moving here because, you know, I'm bi. So it's like I I did have relationships with men. Right. But something always felt missing. Yeah. But one of my best guy friends in in high school, who I actually still keep in touch with him, he's yeah. one of the few that I keep in touch with. Yeah, um, shout he, out, shout out. You you'll know who you are. <laughs> um, he was my best guy friend. Everyone was like, they're gonna get married. Our parents were 
rooting for us yeah. one time we um made out like in a closet like my junior year of high school and it yeah. was just weird we were, was like, it like what at a was party that it was at like a hangout yeah okay so like basically a party yeah um, but he is very openly gay now, yeah. but he didn't come out until we were like in the middle cause we went to college together too. Yeah. And it was just crazy that, you know, there was just no representation. Yeah. I honestly don't, I'm trying to think if I knew anybody in high school yeah. who was like openly out and there was really nobody. Yeah. And um, I, my, my dad is really, he, he's, he's getting better. Yeah, but totally, he was, totally. He's very conservative, but my parents were never like socially yeah. conservative or they, right. they, they just, they, is it that they like, they don't care that much? Yeah. Is it like, cause that's kind of how my, I feel like my parents were like at some point, like in my childhood, like, yeah. I don't think they were ever like. I, for religious reasons, hate gay people. No, not at all. Actually, I was not raised religious at all. I was kind of an anomaly. Yeah. (laughs) um, Because my mom went to Catholic school growing up. Yeah. Hated it. Yeah. And then my dad, his mom, so my my Grammy, shout out to my Grammy. She's on my Instagram. Love her. Yeah. She um, is actually atheist because she, you know, had like bad experiences yeah. growing up so my dad wasn't raised religious yeah. either and my mom would actually say growing up you know you don't need because i would feel self-conscious because everybody because around me was yeah they yeah. were having we actually had a i had a lot, decent amount of jewish friends too yeah. but you know it was either bar bat mitzvahs or like um i can't even think what happens when you're in eighth grade the the, the in eighth grade for who for the christians um, like a, it's um communion. Eighth, no, oh, yeah, like a confirmation or something. Confirmation. What maybe is that's that? Second grade. Yeah, I don't know. I literally <laughs> don't know. Whatever events. Comment below. I think it actually is second. Whatever <laughs> events were occurring, I was like, I don't have this yeah. to talk about. Oh, so you were like jealous. I was jealous. What and is I, it in eighth? In I actually eighth don't. Grade. I think I might be making that up. Uh, yeah, and but I there's think something. It's second grade. There's something that you yeah. have communion. Yeah. Because the yes yes. Anyways, I felt, and I'd go to church sometimes with some of my friends. Yeah, after, like, like socially. Yeah, right. And and you're like, I why could do never I not? take communion, like go up, you know, and I'd have to sit there and yeah. I'd be like, <gasps> and that is one thing my parents were like, you don't need to be religious. Yeah. Just be a good person and love everyone and like don't spread hate. Yeah. So actually, that was very much so at my core. Yeah. You know, um, but. Even with that, like, I knew I could tell my mom, especially, we're very close, like, anything. I could have come out to her, but it's like I wasn't, there wasn't a lot of representation. Like, if I had a movie. Especially for bisexual, like. Yes. That's so, um, like, so recently people, like, don't believe in bisexuality and stuff. Yeah, there's so much. Even within the community, there's a lot of biphobia. Yeah. And it's. Yeah, it's it, I it's tough because I told myself like, "Oh, you don't really feel this way." Yeah. Um, but I found myself like only wanting to watch like yeah, 
queer movies or yeah. film and like being like weirdly obsessed with yeah. them. And I was like, oh, that might be a sign. Could be. It could be a sign. Yeah. Um, but recently I've also just been, I've been so done with dating men. Like all yeah. my apps are just women, set to women, women only. Yeah. Um, you know, sex, I can imagine yeah. being a bisexual woman and being like, yeah, women, I think. Yeah. <laughs> and it's weird because sometimes I'll be like, am I even bi? Like, oh, am totally. I, you know, just like a lesbian, like with right. really bad, like compat, like, <laughs> you know, but it's like, no, I still do find a lot of men attractive. It's just yeah. like, I don't feel like I would be treated the way i want to be treated in a relationship literally and literally yeah it's <laughs> both of my roommates they're straight uh-huh. and it's so interesting women yeah yes yeah. and i love them to death but recently and it's funny because i used to really and this was also something too when i would date men i would get so i would take a breakup or rejection really difficult and i um. was like i need to find a way to make this work and it was weird how like stressed i would get yeah. about like wanting it to work yeah and i don't really think it ever had anything to do with with them it was probably also me fighting the fact that you know like you could explore this other option but you shouldn't yeah you know um but it they'll they'll just those it's just insane the things how? that they'll deal with how does dating show up in your life? Like, is it, yeah. do you love dating? Do you I don't hate love dating? dating? Is it easy for you to find dates? Like, tell me all, yeah. all of that. Cause I'm really curious. Cause I'm trying to like, I'm trying to date more, yeah. even though I don't like it. But I, I also it. like, I feel like parts of the reasons why I don't like it yeah. is because maybe there's an insecurity or maybe like, I just, I think part of it is like, it's out of my control. Like sure. so much of my life, like I can just, make something happen right or I can just work harder and get success yes or whatever but with dating like it's literally up to somebody else yeah <laughs> to like go on a date with me you know like yes. it's just like I can't control it and I think that's part of like why it's come so difficult to me I completely agree right I completely agree <laughs> and historically I haven't really been the one to send a rejection text. Oh, okay. I'll break up with someone. I'm usually on the receiving end. Oh, yeah. End. Okay. And so it's like, I definitely have a fear of yeah. rejection. Okay. Fear of rejection. And abandonment. Womp womp. I have a, you know what I have is like a terrible fucking mindset. Okay. About dating. Yeah. Because I don't even have a fear of rejection. Sure. I live in my mind with a reality yeah. that rejection is the only way. <laughs> yeah. And it's not. Yeah. And part of it is insecurity of whatever. Right. Because I know logically that like it would it would be someone's greatest life honor to marry me. Yeah. Like I would right. love to be with me. Right. But like I feel like somehow I live in this in this realm of mentality mm -hmm. where I just believe that it's not possible for me to find someone who like wants to date me or or like wants to like be with me I oh, should yeah. say and it's such a funny thing because this is literally I've been talking in therapy about this yeah. because like I'm like we got to get over this like mentality sure. because it's like logically I'm like yeah like I'm a great guy yeah like I'm literally like my friends 
my friends who know me and have known me for a really long time, right? They'll be like, I just, I'm really curious, like, and excited for like when you actually like meet someone and are in a yeah. relationship and like bring them back to California, like that yeah. kind of stuff. Um, and it's just so funny because I just don't picture it. I completely agree. <laughs> I'm like, what? Yeah. I completely agree. And I think I've only had one pretty serious yeah. relationship um, that like started in high school, went through college. Yeah. And he traumatized me <laughs> so deeply. Yeah. And we redabbled in it. That's a whole. Yeah. Seeing each other like during COVID actually. Yeah. Because he's from my hometown. Yes. And I am so deeply traumatized by that because he like ghosted me unexpectedly after how many years okay so um well we dated for like two years initially yeah and he randomly broke up with me after my freshman year of of college okay but by ghosting you no so that one was in part we talked it out whatever and then we (laughs) we like (laughs) Two years later, so this was like my junior year yeah. of college, he reached out and was like, I'm sorry for, because we were like, we'll be friends. And yeah. I think I had asked him to get coffee at one point and he never said anything. But yeah. this was like a year and a half later or something. And, and and so I was like, I'll be his friend. Terrible, terrible idea. Yeah. So then we kind of started like talking again during quarantine and... um. Then he posted a picture with his other ex-girlfriend oh. that they were like back together and blocked me on on everything. So oh I gosh. still haven't talked to it. But I joke. I make jokes about him yeah. and I don't <laughs> feel bad. I do not feel bad. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think that really. It, it's funny because I think about that now and I don't feel any emotions like I'm like whatever content, you know. Yeah. And also like. I don't know. It's like because I have a I, not not that similar of a relationship, yeah. but like I had a college sure situation. Yeah, it was a situation where I was really into somebody. Yeah, that person was ultimately queer, but just not like open or out Ooh. or whatever. And um and and true to be honest, like the person just wasn't ready right to be and and he had his own journey journey like of it's, course it was looking back, it was something where. I was I came out I met him two days right. later okay and I was very excited about him specifically yeah. and I was like let's go yeah he was just not on that same timeline I get but that. it was like a three-year thing yeah that's that tough. was like going on um that like left me with a lot of just rejection right like because it it's would be tough. one of those situations where it would be like great night amazing date whatever yeah next morning was like this was a mistake yeah. And I'm like, it's so funny and wild that I, like, accepted that and that I let yeah. that be. Not how I was treated, but, like, how I was treated. Right. And it's not saying he necessarily, because I just have empathy for, like, where of course. he was at that time. Of course. But, like, I think it's interesting that I, in college. Yeah. Like, when I was newly out and, yeah. like, hot. Yeah. And I am still hot. But, you- like. <laughs> yeah you are um, but like I am surprised I'm, su- I'm surprised at myself that I wouldn't be like oh this guy's gone I sh- next guy next oh, but I literally yeah. was I think I really am like a romantic yeah and I was I had this vision of oh, like yeah. being with him forever like sure. I literally no. was like trying to marry this guy that I met like 
in yeah. college. <laughs> no, I am the exact same way. Yeah. And it's weird because I haven't really had anything serious since I moved to the city yes. two years ago. Same. I also feel like dating is just... I think because we're both very motivated right now with comedy and these other things mm-hmm. and projects that totally take a lot. And we both still have full-time yeah, yeah. day jobs. So it's like in, in existing friendships that you can't neglect. And so dating is just not really at the top of my list. However, I, I would enjoy it. I think it would be great to be in a relationship yeah with someone um but i it's scary and i yeah i have like yeah i feel like (laughs) i I went on a date a couple of dates like i think we ended up going on three dates yeah with this girl recently um and i kind of feel like i similar situation with her Mm. like wasn't really ready to like date in general Mm -hmm. and um she was out but i don't know how ready you know yeah like i still kind of felt i think i'm very secure with where i'm at now you know um and it's just hard because it's also like i don't want to say it's a waste of time to go on several dates with someone but if it's like if we're not even going to continue to see each other because in in like a casual way even it's like a night you know a day that we could be doing we could be on a mic we could be doing a yes. show we could be writing We'd you know be recording a podcast exactly mm-hmm. so it's just very hard to know where to put my time and i'm a similar way i'm yeah. i'm a pisces i'm very <laughs> in my head daydreaming and i am such a romantic when i meet someone i daydream mm-hmm. and i'm like i yeah. want to be with this person and it's it's hard when <laughs> and especially in New York, people are very much so like, you know, it's it's not for the week dating because yeah. people are really moving through people <laughs> and yeah. go off for the people like, you know, that that's for. Yeah. But I don't think that's for me. Do you sing? OK, so Ever? I don't sing really anymore. Okay. I was in choir. Oh, OK. When I was in high school, but I'm honestly not very good. You're not very good. I, cause I, part of dating, yeah. something that I've learned in, in therapy for myself is like, I really don't think that the process of like going on a dating app yeah. and then finding someone who likes my pictures and then going exactly. on a date with them is the right process for what I'm aiming to do. So part of my like dating initiative is not even right. dating, but just like making more queer friends yeah being more part of like queer spaces yes and like literally over a year ago i was like talking to my therapist and i was like what what could i do because i know there's like gay kickball or like that kind of stuff and i was like i don't know that i want to do kickball necessarily right but like are there other things and i saw there was like a gay like karaoke league Ooh, well i would do karaoke (laughs) yeah and like i was like i was like that's kind of cool but it was like kind of far in brooklyn like on on, like a tuesday at five o'clock it wasn't like it wasn't the best timing and location for me but um queer comedy has been a really good thing for me oh absolutely although it's been funny because like there's been a couple of times where i meet a cute comedian yeah and they're like oh i don't 
date other comedians. comedians. And I'm like, well, why am I doing comedy? Right. <laughs> right. Aren't we all just supposed to fall in yeah, love? Yeah, this is supposed to help me find a husband. Right. You know I, I would <laughs> love to date another comic. Yeah, I would love that. Or at least, like, another, like, super just, like, creative, analytical, like, person who sees the world, like, in a funny way. Yes. But last night on TikTok, I stayed up kind of late last night, and I was on TikTok, and I found this group, and it, yeah. if you ever want to go, we should go, because I'm it down. is a, um, it's a singing group, but it's, okay. like, a one-time, they call it a one-time choir. Oh, love. And you go and sign up. It's sure. kind of, it's almost like a flash mob kind of thing, sure. but it's not in public. Okay. Um, And you go, and you spend, like, two and a half hours, and okay, they cool. teach you to sing a song oh i would with love like a hundred people oh i would love that and then they like film it and it's like these beautiful voices yeah and i can't remember the name of the group if i find it i'll put it in the description of this yeah but like it's in the east village oh and they do it on like monday nights that. they go to um they choose a song and then you can get the song ahead of time so you okay. can like learn it and practice sure. it but like um, when you get there, there's a leader and he's queer. It's like run by queer people. Sure, and it's a lot of queer people that go. And um, like they just did one, the Willy Wonka song, like right. Pure Imagination. Right. And it was freaking beautiful. Okay. I and it was like so 120 people in this like warehouse or like this gym underground. And the acoustics were like, I mean, I'm going to send it to you. Yeah. But like it was they have house parties also oh and so they'll have a house party and they're like everybody's sitting somewhere in the house like literally 50 people in the house yeah and you all just sing like a song i love that and i'm like I'm i so down. for sure will meet my husband at this group you for sure will yeah <laughs> you for sure will you'll be planning the honeymoon you know yeah. within minutes and i can literally have a free choir Yes. Okay. So I'm going to, again, this is kind of the thing. Um, you asked me, do I sing? I'm immediately like, no, I don't right. sing. Yeah. And I need to cut that out because <laughs> I'm not terrible. Right. Like I was in like our advanced choir yeah. in high school. Again, I, I, we don't have any beef now, but my high school choir teacher, you know, I was kind of a weaker leg. Okay. Yeah. And, um, I was not the best at sight reading. I still think totally. about sight reading and it scares me. But, you know, I, I'll i sing in the shower and my roommates will be like, oh, yeah. you know, and I, I can, I'm not, ter I'm not like, yeah. oh, wow, she's got some good pipes. Pipes. But <laughs> I can sing. Yes, I would, I'm sure you can. Yeah, it's not gonna, you know, change lives yeah. or anything like yeah. that. But, you know, but we can I do love the thing. I love, like, the physical feeling of singing. Oh, me too. And, like, when I sing, like, I did a, a little session last night because I have my show on November 3rd at the Triad Which Theater. you have to go to or have else. to go. Um, and I, it's a 30-minute set. And I I'm do so excited songs. to see it. So I was like, let me just play all my songs, like, yeah. in a row. And sometimes when it's late, I'll, like, play the guitar, but I sing, like, really quietly. But I'm, like, right. playing the guitar. And um, I just had a great time, like, singing my yeah. songs and, like, as I've, because one year ago, I only really had one or two songs. Yeah. Now I have, I've written tons of songs, yep. but I like have like six or seven that are like in my repertoire right. that I perform out in the world. Right. Um, but like I sang my songs and I played the guitar and I also just realized like music is just so calming and healing and yeah. like the physical feeling of like strumming on my guitar and like yeah. singing from my body. Like it's just so good. And like, they did um, 
this group that yeah. I'm obsessed with that I want to go to, they did uh, they do parties, and so they did oh, a New so Year's fun. Eve party. Oh, that sounds so and fun. They sang like that New Year's song. Yeah. Like, what's it like all what's it called um all long sang or whatever yeah, yeah <laughs> i don't yeah, know yeah, how yeah. to pronounce I know, whatever I it's know called what but about, yeah. um but they sang that song and they let people like improvise harmonies and like oh, but it's like hundreds of people and so, so it just fun. sounds beautiful and they did it like as it became midnight and i was like i will be there that's so on cool. midnight like uh on new year's eve like yeah. singing like crying probably yeah um and i just like i feel like that is my answer to dating, like going to things like that, you know, I completely agree. And I thought that I because when I started comedy, I heard a lot of other comics saying, yeah, do not date another comedian. Yes, I have heard a lot of people saying that. And so I was like, I guess that's the rule. It's inappropriate. Yeah. So I'm going to put like my professional hat on. Yeah. But then I hear about all these people who are dating yeah. there are a lot of comics who are dating each other and i'm like oh yeah so it's not like illegal yeah you know <laughs> yeah i can do that but yeah it's so weird because of i don't wanna i don't know i want to present myself as like a profession in a professional yeah. manner to begin yeah you know but it's yeah i i do kind of think i the more I think about it, I have to be with someone that I can just like let my freak fly yes. and I can just come home and be bizarre. Yes. And I'm that way with my two, my two roommates. Yeah. Went to college with them. Mm-hmm. They have they come to my shows all the time. They know yeah. my weird ass side. Mm-hmm. And like I have to be with someone who I can be 110 percent myself. Yes. You know, like, Yes. And I cannot feel like I have to, you know, suppress any part of me. Yes. Okay. Final question. Yes. This is a question I like asking. And usually I tell people I'm going to ask it beforehand. Yeah. So I'm putting you on the spot because I didn't tell you this, but I'm curious and, you know, take as long as you need to say what you need to say. But how, how are you currently defining boldness Hmm. in your life? Like what does the word bold mean? mean to you in your current daily life yeah so i would say for me it's having the strength to put myself first okay and do what i feel good doing and taking risks you know with what i'm posting Mm -hmm. on instagram leaning into that weird and honestly, bringing out my inner child. Yes. And letting her be her. Mm-hmm. And um, like I, I was talking with my mom on the phone and we were talking about a project I did when I was a freshman in high school. Yeah. We did do like a in my English class, a how to speech. It was supposed okay. to be super simple just to practice public speaking. Yeah. And I was like, I don't want, I I really want to make my classmates laugh. Yeah. And I didn't do stuff like this often, but I decided I was going to be Santa (laughs) and it was going to be a training workshop for like elves on how to wrap a present, but I made it comedic and I literally bought a full Santa cut. This was not in the the description. And But then I kind of was like, that was weird. I'm not going to do stuff like that. So I think it's really letting my 
it, when I'd come down and sit my parents on the couch and be like, I'm putting on a performance yeah. for you, bringing that aspect of myself out and truly, really trying not to care. Yes. <laughs> what people think. And I think another aspect is not being afraid to dream big and have huge huge goals yeah. and aspirations that seem like astronomical yeah but really believing that i can achieve them i've been really into like manifestation yes. and like the law of attraction and yes. putting myself in that mindset and frequency um and just living my day that way no matter what happens to me it's so hard it's so actually so hard to imagine yourself at the highest level of yeah. this path that mm -hmm. you're on and that we're on. Um, and like, I think that in my therapy, like, yeah, I've even done a little bit of back and forth sure. with like, do I just want this to be a hobby? Sure. Do I want to have whatever show? Do I want to, do I want a tour? Like, right. you know, what do I want out of this? And like also online I do. Cause I feel like we both talk about like on doing online yes. and in person yes. like performing. Um, and like, what do I want out of this podcast? Like, right. po this podcast could be huge. Right. It's like a good concept. It's like good guests, like good everything. Exactly. I just feel like it's hard to say, I want this to be in the top 10 podcasts on comedy in the United right. States. You know, like it's, and but, but if you can say that. And believe it. And believe it. And, and like you're saying manifesting, I believe like manifesting is like taking on the characteristics of like that oh, yes. of the person who will achieve that, you know, yeah. and like taking on the actions of the person who will achieve that or the like group of people that will achieve that. Yep. Like it's actually changes the way you make little decisions every day. Exactly. Uh, and it's difficult. It's very yeah. difficult because I feel like a piece of it is and being bold is believing that you you deserve all those good things. Yes. And I think that's kind of the inhibiting factor that stops a lot of people. And yeah. It's like, wait, <laughs> am I talented enough? Do I deserve this? And, um, you know, we're kind of speaking vaguely here. Yeah. Because success is different to very, like various people and there's different yeah. routes and everything. But I think, I think in summary, really just what would little Natalie do Yeah. when, you know, she was trying to crack a joke and had all these big dreams and, you know, really just believing in myself. Yeah. But it's difficult. It's yeah. difficult to but you can really do it. And so can you. We can do it. We can do it. And you can do it. You can do it too. And we really appreciate you watching today's episode or listening yes. to today's episode. If you happen to have been listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, just know there is video uh, uh, version available. So you can watch on YouTube. You can also watch this podcast on Spotify. Um, did you know Spotify does like video? Yes. Yeah. I saw that. Yeah. With, um, Call her Call daddy. Her daddy. <laughs> We you yeah. we are good on yes. the references. Yes, yes. Um, but I really we re I really appreciate you being here. Um, I am bringing back the podcast. Um, I'm probably going to be doing episodes about once a month. Um, and I know that that's not very like traditional with a podcast. But after considering like 
what goes into the podcast and how much time an episode of a podcast takes to edit yep. and promote and write the description and put on YouTube and Spotify and Apple and all of that stuff. Um, I would rather do a quality episode like this one and put it out when I have the time. Um, and so I will be doing episodes every now and then. And I really actually like that. But I like I'm not going to be like every week on Tuesdays at 6 p.m. Like, I know that that's better. But, like, I'm just a single person, you know? Right. And honestly, even some of my favorite podcasts, yeah. I can't keep up with it. Yes. Weekly. Yeah. And if you if you miss the pod, if you are missing the podcast, you can go to my Instagram. Yes. If you're missing my Instagram, you can go to my TikTok. If you are missing my TikTok, you can go to my live shows. One of them is on November 3rd at the Triad Theater. And I hope you have a great day, an even better week. And do not forget to live your life in bold.